Hi, everyone. Welcome to this name drop edition of the San Diego News Fix. I'm your host, Christy Totten. Name drop highlights people around the San Diego region you should know. And Bob Lehman is definitely one of those people. Bob is the executive director of the San Diego Museum Council, and before that, he was the director of the San Diego Gay Men's Chorus. So he's definitely influential in the arts in town, but he's also a veteran and an activist who helped to repeal the don't ask, don't tell policy. He actually left the service so that he could marry his now husband in 2008. In this conversation, Bob shares the best of the lesser-known museums in town. We talk about karaoke and pride, and he shares his really brave and emotional story about serving his country while not fully being served by it. Here's our conversation. Well, Bob, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I realize it's it's been about a year since you've been in this position with the Museum Council. How, How have things been going? You know, it's been it's been going great. I uh, I thought I was really lucky to uh, get this opportunity. For me, it was a a dream job. I uh, I've spent uh, uh, the last you know dozen or so years uh, working in the performing arts, and uh, uh, so I, my passion is the arts, and I really love marketing. And uh, the Museum Council, a lot of it's promoting museums and telling their stories and, and, and letting people know about what museums have to offer. So when this opportunity, I was like, wow, this is like, I, you know, I, and when I got it, I was like, wow, this is it. You know, this is like, uh, I, was, I was really excited. Yeah, what have, what's been the best and worst parts of the job so far or most challenging parts? You know, uh, we were, museums, uh, were hit particularly hard by the pandemic. And I, when I got here, um, there were still several mu- museums that hadn't opened yet. Uh, and, and a lot of museums had been basically closed for uh, almost two years. So it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty tough. Uh, they were uh, understaffed. A lot of them had not hired back staff. Um, the budgets had been cut by more than 50% by the city. Uh, they, a lot of them had lost, uh, you know, a lot of their donors, you know, people didn't know what the future was going to hold. So they were, uh, they were scared. Um, but I came in, you know, to me, that was a challenge. And that's part of why I took the job and was excited about it. So uh, that was probably the Marine in me. I used to be a Marine. So uh, I was excited by that opportunity. I, that's what I looked at it as an opportunity. And I came in, uh, very energetic. I think it's part of what they saw in me. And I said, let's get this going. We're ready. Let's come out of this uh, better than we were before. And I think a lot of the museums were ready for that and that kind of energy. And that's what we've done. We, I think museums in San Diego are, are coming out better and stronger than they were before. Yeah, I think it was pretty incredible um, the way that museums were able to pivot and like expand access even, you know, during the pandemic. Did we lose any museums during the pandemic? The, the only museum that San Diego uh, lost is the, uh, at, out at the uh, at Miramar, there was a um, air museum and they're going to move up to, um, I think El Toro. And that was because the federal government cut their funding. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't uh, San Diego particular. It wasn't because uh, their funding was cut here, the federal government cut their funding and they're going to move up there to a former air base. So uh, everybody else uh, survived. We're, our last big museum is uh, going to reopen this week, which is the Timken. 
yes. in Balboa Park, and we're super excited about that. It opens uh, on Wednesday, so this week. Awesome. Can you tell us more about what um, they have in store? It's, it's a two-year, they've been under renovation for the past two years, right? So what has changed? So uh, a lot of it was, um, so they took it, a lot of the museums uh, took an opportunity during COVID to uh, refurbish and everything from painting to massive transformations when they could. And this was one of those opportunities that was unplanned at the Timken. Uh, things that they had been wanting to do for many years, but they didn't have the opportunity to do because how can you shut your museum down for two years to do a massive renovation? So they removed all the art uh, and they redid all the uh, uh, ventilation systems and air systems. And that's for mo uh, multiple reasons. One is to protect the art. You, know, you have to have, this is very, the art's very old and very valuable. So you need the right humidity conditions and uh, air conditions. And also for to enhance the experience for the visitors. That air conditioner system it was the original from the 1950s, <laughs> so it was it was pretty old. Uh, so it's all new. It's all uh, you know HEPA. It's better air quality. So it's got one of the actually they said it's the best of any museum in the world wow. uh, for helping with uh, things like uh, COVID. Mm -hmm. So it helps with that. Also, they also took uh, you'll see some differences in the interior, and they've cleaned it and polished and. Uh, redid the interior to make the art pop out more than what it did before. So uh, you can appreciate the art more uh, and just make it feel more accessible when you walk in. The experience is a little bit more, you'll feel more open and more uh, approachable as you walk in the door. Hmm. Well, I thought it was nice before. So I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> what it looks like now. So I know that you oversee um, 50 plus museums. I'm not going to ask you to list them, but you know, what are some of the highlights when you you talk about um, the museums of San Diego? What do you get excited about? So one of the great things uh, that I love about this is the diversity of museums we have all over the county. And uh, you're right, we have over we have over 50, almost 60 museums now. And uh, we go north all the way up to Oceanside to the Mission San Luis Rey and the California Surf Museum, uh, east. Uh, out to the San Diego Archaeological Center and the California Center for the Arts in Escondido, uh, uh, out to the Pacific Southwest Railway Museum in Campo, uh, and then south down the Tijuana River Estuary and the Living Coast Discovery Center. So all different kinds of things. It's so much more than what people think of when they think of a museum. You know, they think, oh, we go inside and we're just going to look at a piece of art or a piece of sculpture which is, you know, beautiful, important to our history, but there's just so much more to do. Uh, you know, you could, you could go on top of an aircraft carrier uh, one day, or you can, you know, you can go look at a surfboards, the, the, the creation of surfboards, or you can go down and, you know, it's just so much different, th different things you can do in San Diego in just one day. Yeah, that's amazing. You just named um, a bunch of museums I had never heard of. Uh, you know, what are some of the, the hidden gems or quirkier museums we have in the system? Uh, well, one, one really fun one uh, is the, um, the Miniature Engineering uh, Museum, uh, which is really neat. And they have uh, just about anything you can imagine shrunk down, but a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of things like uh, airplanes and ships and cars and uh, music boxes. And, but they're not just shrunk down. They're, these actually work. Uh, and they're, you know, they, uh, they're just really, really everything you could think of uh, from homes shrunk down. And that's, it's a free museum uh, up in um, Carlsbad. Uh, that's really kind of really cool. Museum of Making Music is also up in 
up in Carlsbad. Uh, they have all types of instruments. You can actually come up there and play. Uh, Visions, a textile museum over at Liberty Station uh, is uh, a lot of fabrics made into art. They're just gorgeous and beautiful. Uh, so th that's something kind of different. Uh, so just about anything you can think of. I like to, sometimes I go and speak at different groups, like I might speak to the Lions Club and I'll say, you know, you pick something you like, and then I can tell them I could probably pick something. There's probably a museum or something about it. Uh, that people that we have here in San Diego that people would really like. So that's what's so much fun about it. You know, uh, there's like several museums that deal with dinosaurs or fish, uh, you know, besides just the birch, which people think the birch aquarium, you know, has fish, but you could also be on the Living Coast Discovery Center, you know, and they have sea turtles and different animals that you can pet. And uh, so there's uh, different ways you can experience them and sometimes in a more intimate way like if you go down to Living Coast Discovery Center, you can actually, uh, you know, have an experience that might be more intimate than you might be able to get at the San Diego Zoo or something like that. Hmm, that's really cool. I just learned so much. I feel like you're helping me plan my summer. <laughs> I didn't even know these existed. Um, well, let's talk more about you outside of museums. So you shared with us that you were a Marine, you're a former Marine. You're also the former executive director of the San Diego Gay Men's Choir, and most recently, the executive director of the Phoenix Theater Cultural Center in Indianapolis. Don't tell me more about your background. So you started as a Marine. Were you here? And, and, and how did that branch off into your, your career in the arts? Uh, yes, I, I was stationed here. I uh, went to boot camp out at Paris Island on the East Coast, uh, and my first uh, duty station was here at Camp Pendleton, uh, and it was artillery. And I, so when I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, my last tour of duty was as a recruiter, uh, and uh, I ended up my uh, Marine Corps career at Camp Pendleton. I got out, uh, and uh, uh, I started getting involved with nonprofits. And uh, my first was veterans, so which was natural. I was uh, on the Veterans Advisory Board. Uh, and so that's how I got involved with nonprofits. Uh, and then the chorus was, I just like to sing. Uh, and I joined it to sing, and next thing you know, I was running it. And that was probably, once again, the Marine. You know, they, uh, Marines tend to take leadership positions because that's what they teach in the Marine Corps. Uh, but it's about service, you know, to your community. And uh, I think that's kind of what it is. Uh, but the arts are just, you know, they're powerful. They can, you can change people's lives with the arts. I mean, it's, it's what it's about. Uh, I don't, you know, museums aren't just about, uh, they each kind of have a way of making things change. When we look at history, it's not just about looking at dinosaurs, but how they, how what we do today affects the history and what we've done in the past, we learn from it, those type of things. Uh, so it's all, it's about that. Uh, but part of the reason we love living in San Diego, and even though the, you know, the, the housing prices are expensive and things are more expensive here, but you know, we also have all these museums and that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's part of why I got involved in it and uh, what I love doing about it. But the RTI yeah, just, uh, for me, the, the marketing part of it and telling stories you know, through marketing, it's, I really enjoy it. Are you still singing? I, I, I do still sing, uh, mostly karaoke right now. Uh, it's uh, being in a choir takes a lot of time in this job, uh, which I love just, it's a lot of museums. Uh, if you can imagine how much, uh, one of the first things I, when I first got here, one of my first things I did was start a listening tour of the museums. So I go to travel to all the museums. Well, 
it's not easy to get to 60 different museums uh, all over the county and go and actually spend some time there. And uh, I mean, this past weekend, I was actually uh, doing something with museums, but I was in Anaheim. I was at a, a, muse, muse, a nonprofit conference uh, with the uh, Museum of Making Music, but that was in Anaheim. And uh, yesterday I was at the Timken uh, in Babawa Park. So I'm at museums constantly, uh, but it's just, it's, that's the only way to really experience these and know what's happening. And mm -hmm. the exhibits uh, are just amazing and fun, but I, to know the people, uh, and I can have more effect on their success if I know what's happening and I can meet the people there. And it's more than just promoting them. It's uh, besides doing promotions, I also try to help with uh, budgeting and you know, helping them get you know, like arts funding and things like that, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you mentioned karaoke because I have a lightning round for you, just some off the wall questions to get to know you better. And that was on my list. I wasn't sure if you were a singer or not, but what is your go-to karaoke song or what are a few of your favorites? Uh, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. Nice. Without, without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Any others? Oh, uh, there's um, Toby Keith, I Love This Bar. Mm -hmm. I'm really just trying to mine you for, for ideas because uh, some friends and I went recently and we're like, you know, we need to start making a list and keeping a list, you know, because it's like you get put on the spot. You're like, oh, I don't know which one I want to do. Do you um, have a favorite karaoke bar? Uh, so this was in Las Vegas. Uh, I oh. went with some friends. So no, where do you go locally? I'm not really familiar locally. Uh, Red Wing. Oh, I love Red Wing. What yeah. days do they do karaoke? Is it every night? Every night now, except, except for I think they're not open on Mondays, but every other night. So, Very fun. Okay. Well, I'm going to been... be go this go this Saturday early. There's a special karaoke going on. Uh, I think starting around five o'clock. If you Ooh. want to come, it won't be crowded. Okay. So I don't come, know I'll if I there. can sing in front of a crowd. I will go to support you. I'd love to see you sing and hear you sing. Um, yeah, this was like one of the private room ones, you know, like I can make a fool of myself in front of my friend. Like I'm not a singer, but in front of close enough friends, I, I hope they wouldn't judge me too much. I'm, I'm really good at getting people up on stage. <laughs> Maybe I won't come then. I don't know. That's, that's intimidating. <laughs> um, but that sounds like fun. Thank you for, for the invite. Um, okay. What are some of your hobbies outside of museums, arts, singing? What do you like to do? You know, that's really funny. Um, you know, I really kind of, when I, my career kind of becomes who I am. So I do, I do, and I don't know, uh, it becomes my life a lot. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think I kind of focus on that. Um, but I mean, it's such a wide field. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy going to uh, the arts, I guess is kind of what it is. So it may not just be this. So I'll go to, um, anything that supports the arts, uh, because that's the kind of stuff I enjoy, whether it be a play or, or a musical or a concert or something at one of the museums. Because um, uh, I enjoy all those type of things. But I also, I mean, um, you know, until I, I, I used to play softball, I played flag football, bowling, and, and I, like, I like karaoke is one of probably my go-to thing. Other than that, still, I still do. Uh, but I, I uh, probably karaoke would be the big thing I do now besides museums. But I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm probably a little bit of a workaholic. So 
I'm constantly promoting. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I think the field you work in is so vast that there's plenty to do. You know, it is like the job is a hobby, right? In a way, all the things that you're getting to experience. So I think that's a great answer. Um, well, being the San Diego expert you are, when you have friends visiting town, what, you know, what advice do you give them if they're like, I, I have a day or two here, what should I do? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I, I tell them to go, you know, I tell them to go experience the waterfront. I think it's, you know, I think that's really special about San Diego. Uh, and I, I send them to a few restaurants. I mean, I like uh, Flippies in Little Italy. Hmm. You know, I think it's, I know it's just pizza, but I think it's, you know, it's a little unique to San Diego. Uh, uh, I like to take them to just, you know, places that are like Red Wing, you know, that uh -huh. are just unique to our town. Um, you know, something like that. Uh, and even though they're kind of touristy, I think Liberty Station's pretty special, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or I'll send them hiking. I think, you know, go out to uh, Mission Trails Park. You know, I think that's a really fun place to, you know, uh, or down to the beach, obviously. But I, I know those are kind of touristy places, but I think they're, and then Petco Park. I think oh, if yeah. baseball's going on, it's a really special park. And, uh, you know, but why not? It's just, it's, you don't stay for the whole game. You know, <laughs> right. I, I, you stay in I your seat part go, of the time. Right. You wander. <laughs> I, I go to a lot of games down there a lot. I don't stay for the whole game. I go down for the experience, Definitely. Uh, support, support the team. But uh, you know, but you know, I do of course always promote the museums because they're fun. I find out what they're into and I, I'll send them to them because I, I think they're all fun. And they're, it's, I, I've, it's been amazing. You know, I hear about a museum and they say, oh, it's this. I'm like, oh, okay. And I get there and, you know, they're fun because the people, even the small ones, you know, that are uh, community-based, you know, like say Lemon, uh, Lemon Grove has the, um, their, their museum out there and it's, but the people there, they're so into Lemon Grove that it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's infectious. You know, you go there and like, they, they inspire you because they're so into their community, but yeah, I, I just pick those type of things because I think those are uh, what San Diego's unique to San Diego, you know. Yeah, that's a great list. And I like that, that you, you know, admit you don't have to stay in your seat for the whole game. There's a lot to do at <laughs> the park. Um, well, what are um, some of your favorite places outside of San Diego? Mm, outside of San Diego. Or museums. Oh, New York. Yeah. Oh, uh, I like New York. Um, I, I actually, I'm going to New York for uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, for actually, I'm going. I'm going during Pride. Nice. I, I, uh, that's not really the reason I'm going. I'm just going. Uh, I have to take some vacation. My work's forcing me to. Oh. Uh, they said, "Well, my my fiscal year's up," and they said, "You haven't taken any vacation yet. You have to." Wow. And uh, well, I'm going to lose it. You know, I said, "If you don't take it, you're going to lose it." So I'm, I'm not a big vacation guy. I don't. I don't. Uh, I like to, uh, uh, I don't mind traveling places, but I usually like to do it and, and tie it to work because I enjoy mm -hmm. working. Uh, but so I am going to go to New York coming up. I do like New York. I like San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Chicago is, a, uh, I've lived in Chicago uh, a few times on and off uh, in my adult life. I love Chicago. I think it's a great city. So You're it's probably do... my favorite city. Oh, sorry. That's, I was going to say Chicago is probably my, second home if I wasn't going to live in San Diego it would be in Chicago 
Yeah, it is so beautiful. That's really so picturesque. I feel like you can stand on any corner and it's just like a beautiful photo, incredible museums, which I'm sure you like. Um, oh. Are you going to do Broadway and museums and stuff like that when you're out there? Uh, I'm hoping to meet with my counterpart uh, in New York. They have a museum council, slightly different structure than ours. Uh, but I hope to meet with that person out there. But um, yeah, I hope to uh, see some of the museums while I'm there, yeah. So. Okay, and final lightning round question is, uh, what is one thing that has changed your life? One thing that's happened to you that's changed your life or shaped the course of it? Oh, it'd have to be meeting my husband. <laughs> I, you know, I grew up at a time, I wouldn't say grew up, I, I uh, you know, I, I was, as a young man in the Marines, I, that's when I realized I was gay. And uh, so I was still closeted. Uh, I was actually a recruiter in the Marine Corps asking, I had to ask people, are you gay? It was during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So, uh, um, and that's when I met my husband. I was actually still a Marine recruiter. I met him and that's when I decided I was gonna get out of the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, we got married. We didn't get married, obviously. Then it was it wasn't legal, but we got together, and that's when I uh, we came back out to San Diego, and that kind of started my life as a you know first time actually being out, mm -hmm. and uh, that kind of changed my life. We became activists. You know, we we were matter of fact, uh, Tom and I were the first two men married in the history of the state of California. Wow, so, I didn't yeah, know so, that. Yeah, we became uh, we we fought really hard for. Uh, gay marriage here in California, and I became a uh, uh, activist for uh, uh, you know gays in the military. That was what I was. So what what that was my big thing. I was fighting for that, and Tom was fighting for marriage. We were doing both of those at the same time. That was just taking up. That's kind of how we became activists and and nonprofit leaders. That's what I did. And then as those no longer became issues, I mean we got both of those, that's how then I started getting into the arts. Uh, not that there's not still, you know, rights that need to be fought for in those issues, but I was able to take a step back and, you know, uh, uh, you know, do something more, uh, you know, arts driven because I didn't have to fight for my basic right to even be married, but that's how, but that's meeting Tom, I think changed my life. It finally said, you know, I can, um, you know, finally, I found somebody and I can become, you know, be out and feel like I'm, uh, I think that changed everything. Wow. Bob, thank you for sharing that. That's so powerful. I feel tingly or something. <laughs> like I feel you know, really I, moved well, by I, it. Until <laughs> I just said it, I guess I didn't realize that was the trigger. Yeah. You know, I know that's, I mean, I guess I did, but I, until you asked it in that way, I guess that was the trigger because that was at that point when I realized we, I mean, it took a little bit of time, but we met and it wasn't long after that I got out of the Marine Corps. And then uh, we met in Chicago. I was a recruiter there um, and I got out of the Marine Corps. And then we, not too long after that, we moved back to San Diego. We moved to San Diego and that's when we, everything changed. And we kind of, we, we bought a nightclub here. And then we, we took that, uh, it was a gay, gay bar, gay, gay nightclub. And we used that opportunity to turn everything to become into activism and for those issues so do you do you think if you could have been open in the the military you would have stayed i mean is that the reason you left or 
it was well yeah, yeah it was a big part of the reason it was a um it wasn't just being hiding it because that was part of it i mean you um but it was the loneliness because you couldn't be yourself and i couldn't have a partner or you know even a, even a, couldn't date you couldn't do anything because you had to you know, you you'd get fired you know uh and lose your entire career you know so it was yeah i was a very lonely because you just really couldn't have a close friend uh for me that was a big point of it i mean other people had other issues you know that were that were gay or lesbian but for me that was a big part it was the loneliness so when i met tom i realized well this now i there's somebody out there for me and it's not you know but it was a different time it's hard for i think younger people right now to understand what what i was feeling or what people might have been feeling at that time because it was just a different time period but it was uh, it changed everything for me yeah did you see that happen to any of your friends any of your friends get kicked oh, yeah. out of the military for their orientation well, and, and and how yeah. did that feel to you you know being like serving this or serving our country when you're not really being respected i guess yeah you know when i so when i got out tonight and i came here to san diego it was like you know uh, somebody they they came to me and i said said hey would you we need to you know fight we need to start a a gay veterans group here to fight don't ask don't tell and i said okay i'll do it you know so yeah it happened a lot i saw people i saw people attempt suicide uh i saw people get kicked out you know get fired i saw i knew people who had been raped and couldn't report it all kinds of things like that that happened it was terrible so it was uh it was it was an awful time but mm. you know it's you know, thank God it's over, but you know, we, the, the fight has to go on because you, you never know these things could be reversed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, something I think about all the time, but it's, it was a battle that it was for me, it was a big part of my life for many years fighting it. And what was interesting about all the, the, what I loved about the people who fought alongside me, we were, there were really two groups fighting it. Uh, fighting for Don't Ask, Don't Tell was I was enlisted Marine. I was, a, you know, I was a sergeant when I got out. And then there were the officers who were doing, they called it uh, uh, service members legal. They were like the, the um, they were like the lawyers. They were trying to help fight it legally. We were just like the grassroots guys, you know, trying to get all, you know, and it was, uh, but we were all fighting for people. We were already out. You know, we had already, you know, either gotten out. So we were fighting for those people that were still in. And I just thought that was showing, that was told something about the people who serve in the military. Here they were fighting for people that, they weren't fighting for, we weren't fighting for ourselves anymore. We were fighting for people that were still in. And it just shows what military, that kind of, those people are, that they would do that for somebody else still. You know, and it's just, uh, that's why, you know, the, the military is a really special place. And that's, it's sad that, that they had to be treated that way. People were treated that way. And you, you're taught, especially in Marine Corps, that's like, like when we speak to Marine Corps, you know, we're always taught to be, uh, tell the truth. You know, we were always saying Marines don't steal. We don't, we don't cheat. We don't lie. Well, you know, I didn't live a lie every day and it was hard. Mm. So, but, uh, well, obviously don't ask to tell was repealed, but like, what about the damage done by it was any of that repaired was there any effort to to repair that the people who lost their jobs you know 
And so, so recently within, I want to say within, within the last year, maybe it's 18 months, they have, um, they went back and now you can go back and if you've been discharged for being gay, you can get it changed. Uh, you can get it reversed. So you're discharged. So if you were discharged, probably your discharge probably would have been other than honorable or something. You can get it reversed and made honorable now. Yeah. The, pro the problem with that is, though, is a lot of people had other types of discharge for different reasons. So um, let's say you were, you were gay, you probably, it led to other problems. Mm -hmm. So if you were, if you were, if you were gay in the military, you probably, you might have had a drinking problem. You may have had behavioral problems because you were living in this, living in a terrible situation. And so you, you, you misbehave or you were under pressure or, you know, you were being bullied or, you know, all these things were happening. So you, you know, you may have gotten kicked out for some other reason. Right, you you your behavior or something other happened, so you you can't you you can't say oh I I I went UA because I was gay, you know you can't go back and prove that mm -hmm. you, you were kicked out because of your behavior, not because you were gay. So there are other people who are never going to get that back, you know. Uh, so that's it. Just it was just a terrible time, but it's it, you know. At least the stories are being you know, been told now, and they're, they've been recorded, and people know that. So, uh, the other good thing about the ending of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell," I think it was a big, um, a big part of what helped end the uh, the marriage discrimination. You know, I think it was uh, that made it more palatable to people to you know that if they saw military people, you know, well, they should be able to get married. They're fighting for their country so i think that helped helped marriage equality too so that was uh, a step towards that so wow well thank you again um for sharing that story i, I know that you said you've stepped um away from activism a, a little but i mean are you still in, involved in anything you know it's yes they drag you back <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, I i still am and i i uh, i help a lot of groups um come to me for different type advice. Uh, I do some uh, pro bono uh, marketing things for people. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a graphic arts designer. That's what I do. That's what my degree's in. So I'll do a lot of free graphic arts design for people. Uh, uh, I serve on uh, some, uh, I did the, at the Natural, uh, City of History Center and Lambda Archives did a, um, a big LGBT exhibit uh, for the last couple of years, it just ended, I think, last year. Uh, I was on their advisory committee. Um, I was on the, uh, the the ship that just launched the Harvey Milk. Uh, I wow. was I was part I was part of that. Um, uh, part of I'll be I'll be doing a little bit in New York for um, uh, for uh, something there in New York. I'll be doing some. So I, I still do a few things. They're involved, um, uh, so it's you, you can't get away from it. It's just it's just part of who I am now. Sure. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of younger people out there that are now involved, and uh, which is great. You know, I, I I I love to see young people getting involved and taking up the uh, the lead and, and fighting for you know the rights and because I you, you just can't be complacent. There's you know. Uh, you just don't know what's going to happen down the road and there's still more things to fight for on, on so many different fronts and so it's good to see young people 
stepping up now too. So, but I'm here. If they, if anybody ever needs me, I'm here. I'm ready to step back up. <laughs> Definitely. Well, what are your plans um, for Pride? You personally, and uh, you know, do the museums have anything going on? Yeah, a lot of the museums are doing things. Um, they're already. It's it's fun to see. Uh, you know, the changes over the years, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching on their social media pages and they're all, you know, uh, adding all kinds of different uh, uh, statements uh, about pride and diversity and museums have come a long way, you know, it's, uh, it wasn't so long ago that, you know, museums had an image of, you know, uh, of, of what museums were and who was welcome there and it's changing. And I think it's a big part of why I was hired. Um, you know, my history of diversity work in the arts, uh, you know, I, I've been, I've come in the last two groups I've worked with, I've created diversity boards and diversity uh, uh, leadership on their boards uh, to address these issues. And um, so I think that's one of the reasons they told me that. They said, what's well, one of the reasons we're hiring you, we picked you, was because of your diversity work. Uh, so to see them, um, the museum stepping up, and making these statements about pride, it's it's really heartening to see that. I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's it's important, mm -hmm. um, and that, that you know, not only that the people in San Diego and around the country see that our museums are staying at, but the employees, you know, that they feel welcome. The place that they're working recognizes them, uh, uh, and and in our community because they they should feel welcome where they're working, and you know that. There's, uh, it wasn't so long ago that, you know, a lot of places they probably didn't feel welcome. So I think it's really important. Final question for you. I know that we're, we're um, running out of time here, but <clears throat> you mentioned you're a workaholic. <laughs> you know, what's, what's next for you? What's next for you in, in your career and, you know, in this position? You know, I hope to be here for a while. I, I, I really love the job. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I, I think there's just a lot of growth potential. I've, I've, I've added, I mean, I've been here a year. I've added, I don't know, 12, 15 museums. Oh. Uh, you know, I, and I'm, I'm really excited about the ones I've added. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've added the San Diego African-American Museum of Fine Arts. We just added the Ch Chicano Park uh, oh, cool. Museum, which is really exciting. Uh, my next goal is to go across the border and add museums and, and cultural institutions from Tijuana. So, uh, you know, I'm not gonna let borders stop us. So yeah, I, I wanna keep growing it. Uh, my goal is to also create more um, collaborations between the museums and that's happening. It's really ha happening a lot uh, and create opportunities for museums. I mean, some of the stuff I do is, uh, I mean, people don't realize it's not just about promotions. Uh, the African-American Museum of Fine Arts came to me and helped, you know, help find them a location to do like their exhibits. And they have this really cool one coming up this summer. It's going to kick off at Juneteenth. They're doing, it's called the, the Buses Are Coming. It's a Freedom Riders exhibit downtown at, at the courtyard. Wow. Now, I mean, what a cool place. It's going to be for three months long at the courtyard. I mean, what a great, you know, to bring the Freedom Riders, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's from the 60s you know, this exhibit to bring it downtown to the people who go to the, to the courtyard, you know, the young people who hang out down there are going to get to see and hear that story. A lot of them for the very first time, you know, uh, the civil rights movement. And I think that that's the kind of cool thing, the fun thing that our San Diego museums are bringing to people in a new way, a new way of spreading the message instead of just, 
you know, that, you know, I don't want people to think museums are places where you have to be dressed up. That, you know, this, that's, that's a free exhibit too. Museums are not expensive. Uh, you know, uh, what we do is we try to make museums more accessible, uh, show people that they're not expensive. And most of the time, with, a lot of them are free or free at different times of the year. That's what we try to show people that we want everybody to know that it, you can get into them for, you know, little or no money. Uh, and that, they're, that they're, everybody's welcome. That's kind of the message we're trying to sell. Thanks again to Bob for joining me and thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.